you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 76. What's going on, Neil? I knew it was 76, man. That's yeah. like one of the first times I was on it. How actually. did you know, man? Did you take notes? Yeah, I left my notes from last time. <laughs> so you had to work today? <laughs> yeah. On a Sunday? On a Sunday. I know you didn't deliver any mail. I delivered packages, man. I'm like UPS now. Yeah, but you guys are pretty slow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why they have us working on Sunday now. We're trying to catch up. So. We're having a little uh, bullet bourbon Blenders Select, I think it's called, tonight. And we got great guest with us, the Hill Figs. Welcome, guys. Howdy. Hey, Thanks. Howdy. We'll How's let going? you guys introduce yourself in just a minute. Before we do that, though, cheers, guys. Cheers, dude. Frontier cheers. Whiskey Happy Blenders Sunday. Select. Cheers, Sunday. Dude, I need this one. I've been ready for this. You need this bourbon? Yeah. Ah, uh, Yeah. And you guys are going to have to tell us. I see a lot of beer cans over there. <laughs> you guys are going to have to tell us what you're having, too. And, and a very big Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> All right, so why don't we start off, uh, we'll start over here on this side. You guys, if you would, just introduce yourselves and let our listeners know who we have here with us. Hello, I'm Tyler Hood. I'm from southern Indiana. Today I'm drinking PBR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Classy. <laughs> My name is Kali uh, Crawford. I'm drinking... I don't even know. It was in my beer fridge from forever ago. High Wire Brewing Low Pitch Hazy IPA. All right. And a Mercury Ballroom Koozie. There we go. I like IPAs. That's pretty good. I'm uh, Jordan Keffer from Central West Virginia, having a fine bottle of water. Agua. Nothing better. West Virginia. And I'm Adam Sims. I'm from uh, New Albany, Indiana, and I'm having... Uh, Fiji and Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are collectively the Hill Figs, right? Yes, sir. All right. So why don't we just start off? Why don't you tell us uh, how the four of you guys came to be the Hill Figs? Maybe start with the uh, earliest uh, relationship within the band here and go from there. Well, it was uh, probably 2018, and I was playing guitar on my own. Collie was playing guitar on his own, and he posted on Craigslist. Looking for someone to play guitar with. Back pages, dude. <laughs> you went straight to the Craigslist back pages. No, I just got home from work and it was the first time I ever looked at this section of Craigslist. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> said, you know, we wanted someone like-minded, you know, someone around the same age to play guitar with. And 
I was like, you know, what do I have to lose? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you guys live well, in the same area? Honestly, just your life on the back of the It was super stressful the first time, you know. First time going over there, it was real stressful. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Dude. It was a lot of feeling each other out, making sure neither of us were going to try to <laughs> physically harm the other one. It's like, let me get this pick out of my case. No, it's really a pick. It's not a knife, man. Relax. So, Tyler, you were playing solo at that time? No, I was just playing my house. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I had posted on Craigslist and already had, had somebody else reply and I'd already joined like a whole nother band and I even forgot like the ad was still up. <laughs> and this kid was like, hey, I want to come jam and he's Southern Indiana. I was from E-Town, but I was living in Louisville at that point and my girlfriend, well, I wasn't living with my girlfriend, but I was basically over at her apartment every day. So she was, uh, she knew somebody was coming out to play. She didn't know I met him on Craigslist until about 10 minutes before. <laughs> it was just easier to, to leave that as a surprise. <laughs> Are both you guys guitarists? Yes, sir. What you're saying is Tyler wasn't your first Craigslist hookup? No. No, I had, you multiple, had, I had multiple. I was serial Craigslist. <laughs> Bang guy. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you everybody in town is on Craigslist, even if I didn't hit him up. <laughs> it's hilarious. You said this was 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys are relatively a uh, new band. Yeah. That's kind of easy to figure out on our part because a lot of times, you know, there's this history, you know, you Google something, there's a million songs and a million different things. And it's, it was kind of interesting coming in because it made the research hard, but it made <laughs> it very intriguing because, you know, you hear a couple things, you see some live stuff. I was like, oh man, this is going to be cool. Because I love the stuff, you, you know, I love what I hear, mm -hmm. but there's, it's just like, you just get a taste. So here's a little taste. So perfect. We've been good at keeping them hungry. There you go. <laughs> Got to leave them begging for more. So then you and uh, Tyler, did you guys put together an additional Craigslist ad for some more, <laughs> more musicians? Or no, we, we met a Desperate really looking for love. <laughs> we met a really good local uh, local guy. His name's Brady Evan. He's out of Southern Indiana. Uh, I've yeah. heard of Brady. Yeah. Yep. He's got a great band, Brady Evan and the Blue Collar Rebellion. Um, great. They got a pretty weak bassist, but oh, what do they? <laughs> what a shame! No, no. Brady was nice enough to uh, get us on to a wedding gig after he saw us at another show, and uh, we ran into our bandmates at that wedding gig. Jordan can probably tell you about that. All right, Jordan, it's your turn, man. Brady had booked our show and we were playing at this wedding and we were full band and then poor Collie and Tyler was a a duo on a stage and everybody just the sound was so empty. Mm. So they needed some bottom in. Huh? Mm -hmm. So Adam looked at me and was like, We should get up there. And I was like, Well, I guess we should. No kidding. And Is that right? Jumped up there, played I don't know how many songs together. Very politely just walked up there and we were like, we're just going to play a couple songs with you guys. Okay. They didn't really us. say it. We just started hearing a bass drum and a snare and it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things that nobody told us no. So we just didn't stop. And we played, I don't know how many songs together and it, it went really well. And then months later, Kali hit me up, wanted to do some recording and stuff. And we sat down and, Talked about laying some tracks and some other stuff. And then he kind of spilled the beans on on everything that he wanted to do and an album and stuff like that. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I don't care, too. And he's like, well, we need to find a drummer. And that's when I threw Adam under the bus and uh, <laughs> pulled it all together. And everything's been going great since. It was kind of funny for me because I remember I remember playing with them at the wedding. And I was like, wow, oh, this is a really good band. They got a lot of potential and everything. And uh, 
Kali reached out to me on Facebook and he's like, hey, I'm in this folk country music project. You know, I'm looking for a drummer and I've been a rocker, you know, my whole life. So it's, you know, kind of hard for me to, you know, just kind of go with that whole genre and everything like that. And I was like, ah, I don't know if it's my thing, man. He was like, oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. And then I saw a Facebook video of a song, uh, The Weight of It All. And Jordan was playing in it. And Jordan and I are really good friends. And I messaged him and I was like, dude, are you in this band? And he was like, yeah, I am. You should come out and play. And I was like, let's practice. So immediately, <laughs> cool. you know, that's what hooked me on so it. So that's kind of, so when, uh, like you were saying, Neil, I was kind of doing my research on you guys. And, and one of the things I found, it seems like people are kind of, uh, you know, once they hear you, they they dig it pretty quickly, you know, and you, you're kind of gaining some popularity pretty quickly. But the other thing I noticed was sometimes I'd see three guys and sometimes I would see four. So I, I set up four microphones. I didn't know whether there'd be three of you here or, or four. <laughs> I'm glad to see the whole group. Do you guys still play with uh, the other band also? Uh, I do. I'm still with Brady and everybody. And okay. we're, we're trying to book some more shows and get out there and, you know, how everything is after COVID has been kind of a struggle getting back into the swing of things. But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but between getting back in the swing of things and probably finding space to book man i'm sure most people are booked so far in the future right now because everybody wants to play yeah, yeah. it went from absolutely nothing to absolutely everything yeah everything got booked solid quick everybody's yeah. eager yeah oh no doubt you know the nuts that it takes to be like hey let's go uh be a rhythm section for these two guys that are playing songs i wonder if we know what they're playing next let's just go do it <laughs> That's so stupid. Sound good. That's just uh, hilarious, man. It's like, where'd you meet your band? On stage at some wedding. They just started being our band right there. Hey, when, did, when did you decide we were going to be the band? All right, well, we're part of... Was it after you kind of heard the vision from the... After talking to Kali a little bit about... The, from, from the moment that we kind of set in, I knew it was like, I, I kind of wanted to be a part of this thing. It was one of those things that I wasn't going to push it, but if I was approached with it, I wouldn't say no. Ah. So when Kali hit me up, I was I was pretty eager to jump into things. I, I love huh. being a part of several music projects, as many yeah. as I can. Really? Just as, as often as I can play music, it's better. Like what, was that, it so. you, what was it that you liked about their stuff? Not I think just... Huh? Here you go, guys. Here, here, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Answer carefully. Yeah. Was, for me, it was how heartfelt the lyrics were. Every every song yeah. that he had wrote was something individual, and it had its own story, and it was extremely detailed of what he wanted. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just some mindless track that he threw together to fill up an album. It was everything has really heartfelt lyrics, and it's got a point behind it and a story, and it's very punctual. And to see somebody that precise in writing is is impressive. It's just not something you see today. There's a million and one cover bands in this world, but to see somebody sit down and write everything like that is it's impressive. Yeah. In which uh, Tyler, you do all the writing, most of it, most of the writing. You and Collier now is that once now that the band's together, do you guys start writing together, or is it just mostly you guys? Maybe someday. Tyler doesn't really let many people in his in his head for the songwriting process. <laughs> I get it. He's got some magic sauce up there. We're not going to touch it. He can keep it. Just, yeah. keep, just keep using it. Well, and you know, a lot of times on this uh, on this podcast, we we figure out everybody has their own thing. You know, some people can co-write. We've talked about how I don't know how you co-write, um, but some people can can do that. You know, but kind of letting them in to a vision that you're creating, a picture that you're creating in your head, man. I, I imagine that's kind of hard to do. Um, Tyler, when you, did you have a lot of these songs formed already in 2018 when this came to pass or is this stuff that's been going on since all that? 
at the beginning of that, I probably only had like four, three or four. And then this past year, 2019 is when I wrote a bunch of them. 2020, I wrote a bunch of them. So I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of it going into it. I was very, I knew like three guitar, three chords on a guitar. <laughs> you can write a killer song with three guitar chords. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all you need is that in a capo, isn't it? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so have you uh, expanded your your vocabulary on the guitar? Yeah, so, barely. And but has that opened up new doors for you as a songwriter? You think? Yeah, yeah. You learn some, you know, different licks, different you know chord changes, different ideas. Kind of let you take some use them around. And, yeah. yeah. So is this your? Is this the first band? Like, were you playing out at all before you guys played at the wedding? Mm, yeah, well, no. Before, before <laughs> the hill figs, this was, you know, there's nothing else. Yeah. So you really went from uh, playing at the house to the back pages of Craigslist, <laughs> to playing at a at the wedding mm-hmm. and having a band. Like, that's kind of like pretty weird it is it's, it's not even weird it's just fast you know i mean yeah, to, it is. most most people who I, how long did you play before how long were you playing music before you actually got in the band probably like 10 years or so so you were doing some playing mm. and just a little bit and strumming but nothing uh just campfire songs campfire you can, like, you can make a living on campfire songs man it's the best place to listen to music <laughs> I started I started playing banjo, but I played banjo horribly. My, my older my older cousin played guitar, and he sang. You know, we were all really bad. Everyone, you know, everyone wanted to hear him playing. So I was like, you know, screw this. I'm gonna play guitar. <laughs> whatever I'm doing on banjo, I can do whatever he's doing times ten. Yeah. See, well, uh, it, it's all spite. It was all spite. It was all, okay. I'm, I'm gonna spite. Pl- I'm gonna spite learn this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know banjo is one of those things like I love a banjo but my neighbor hates a banjo my wife loves a banjo but three other people I know hate a banjo so the guitar was the way to go well well played (laughs) right in the middle yeah Um, so when you started when did you start writing you said you only had four songs in 2018 how when did that process start for you I don't know. It just happened one day, just messing around on the guitar. Messed that around, made one of them. So I was like, oh, see if we can, <laughs> see if we can do another one. And then see if we can do another one. Did you write it all before you started songwriting? I mean, were you a guy that wrote down journal thoughts or no. poems or? Not really. Yeah, just went into songwriting. Yeah. There was sort of a, a hiatus from the time we met on Craigslist to the time that he really got writing music. Oh. So we don't really talk about it, but, you know, we hung out, we played, we played. I got busy finishing up college. We didn't talk for like six months. And then one day he shot me a, a video of him playing a song he wrote. I was like, we need to hang out again. <laughs> it's a song called Angel on the Line. I think you can go listen to it on YouTube. Right. But uh, yeah, he, he got in like this situation there where just every two days he'd be sending me another video of just an amazing song. First time he ever sang it even, just on video. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so it was really exciting to know Tyler at that time. Huh. Super creative, and he goes through fits like that every now and then, where he just starts spewing great songs. You just gotta, kind of be uh, have to be open and ready for him at that point. Just go, all right, dude. What do you got? I'm gonna step back, get out of your head, get out of your space. That exactly. is funny though that you know that's it. Just kind of you just kind of started doing that because they really are well written songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's, it, I guess it's just I don't know. We have to find out where you were in your past lives, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler, maybe you should tell him how old you are. Twenty-three years old. Oh, I'm yeah. still a baby. Yeah, <laughs> like a child. So, man, that was twenty. You were like eighteen. 
Yeah, the earlier ones, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you, you, you started, you graduated from high school and started writing music. Kind of, yeah. And then you have a, uh, was it Lost Love and Home that you won a songwriting contest with? Yeah, yeah. That was the estimation. Talk about that a little bit. How did you, what drew you to that? How, how did you end up with that? And what was the process? Well, like the gyms on VHS is a channel that puts it on. And so I've known them a long time because they just got a cool, you know, they do, they do a cool thing. They, a lot of new artists and stuff, you know, you can see them for the first time on, on there. So then last year, the competition last year, they had it. This was the second year they did it this year. And so last year we saw the, the, the date, the final date for submission was the, you know, yesterday when we found out about it. <laughs> so this year we saw it early. We jumped on it. We, yeah. Yeah. It was midnight. Midnight. <laughs> we saw the post like tomorrow it starts. And I text him. I was like, you're getting ready to go on your work shift. He works nights. I was like, we can either record it tomorrow or we can record it like the day before it's due. He's like, tomorrow morning, meet me at the farm. We'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And it just happened to be snowing and set like the perfect setting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, nice. I'm turning over to my wife. I'm like, oh, in the morning we're going to do this. She's like, it's like freezing outside and snow. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so where, did, where did that idea come from for the video? Uh, it's kind of like based around the song loosely, you know. Mm -hmm. The song's just about, you know, leaving home, dealing with where you are now. And so we went back to where I grew up, my family's uh, cattle farm. And the Blue River goes around it, so it's like, let's take a boat, let's take it down to the river, and we'll film it on the on the water. And then we got down there, it's like, no, it's too damn cold for that. You know, we're not getting that water, so we just had it had the boat resting up against the bank and sitting in there, made it look like we were on the water. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, were you the videographer? Sort of. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot going on. <laughs> My wife helped us too, whether she wanted to or not. Yeah. yeah, she was freezing the whole time. Going, you guys really suck right now. It was cold. <laughs> I'd have gloves on until up until like you know he would hit the button and then I'd take them off and then play. So you must have known, or, or people were telling you, hey, these are pretty good songs to enter the contest. But then after you win the contest, I mean, did you kind of feel, uh, I don't know, legitimized or? I don't know about legitimized. I just felt like I was got lucky. Okay. Got lucky. Yeah, I luckily I got lucky that that song just is that good. <laughs> I would look for verification. Like, where's my blue check mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Well, let's listen to Lost Love and uh, this recording we're listening to. Is this is this straight from the uh, from probably, the boat that morning? Yeah, I think so. And what were you guys recording with? We can't share those details. <laughs> <laughs> it was an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here it is. Tyler Hood. Lost Love and Home. Recorded on the Blue River in a boat with an iPhone. Where the rain falls slow and the lightning falls 
Yeah. So who in the world did you, were you influenced by growing up? Yeah. That's what I was thinking while like, we were what, listening what's to your, Yeah. What, what's your, because uh, you're, you're 23? 23. What were you listening to, man? <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know it was going, what music was around in, in the turn of the century here to, in the 2000, the year 2000. You know, wasn't that Bob Dylan type of stuff? What were you listening? What, what is the influence? I don't know. I listened to like radio country growing up when I was younger for a long time until I, until I started listening to like, you know, until I got a hold of John Prine and didn't let go of yeah. John Prine for a long time. And then John Prine, Towns Van Zandt, like stuff like that. Listen to a lot of like Frank Zappa too. You know, I don't add as much uh, Frank Zappa flair into some things as I could, but. Well, Frank Zappa's kind you of should. special. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> should. Yeah. There's always time. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just interesting because you're, you're really young and write such sophisticated lyrics, um, such a complete story. And, and believe me, at that tie in at the last part, I was thinking about that video when you're talking about the winter. And I was like, dude, all right, it's awesome. <laughs> that, that was meant to be that morning that set up for you all. Yeah. If that was your only time in the video, I thought you you guys probably just picked the perfect day when just light snow was falling. You know, circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny because somewhere in there is that commercial country little bit of sound, and it's probably just because it's in that G Walk Down E Minor CD mm-hmm. uh, thing that has that country vibe to it but nothing about it sounds like commercial country or anything Mm-mm. like that it has that uh something like i said the dylan-esque definitely john prime type of feel but it still has that i don't know it's cool it's cool when did you start singing um not too long ago probably only like five years ago so i was too, <laughs> always too embarrassed yeah yeah that man it's a big step <laughs> do you think uh your writing and singing kind of all happened at the same time yeah. That's why you were forced to sing because you only wanted to do the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's only sometimes when I can remember the words. Dude, I get that. For sure. Especially because you, uh, your lyrics don't repeat. You don't have a ton of, of repetition. You have, although the, the, like you have a chorus, uh, an A and a B, mm. your B lyrics, don't, they're not repetitive, you know, for the most part mm. from a lot of the stuff I've heard. Which makes it even harder on yourself. It's yeah. your fault, dude. You wrote it. You should make it really easy. <laughs> so, Tyler, once you bring these these song structures uh, into the band, how do you guys develop the, the song as a unit? Oof. Yeah, that's a rough one. There's, been, there's a lot of them, you know, just different. Some of them, oof. some of them are a whole lot easier oof. to follow along with. Jordan, you guys kind of just must have fit straight into this mix because. I'm thinking, all right, you've got, like you said, it, it was kind of bare. You've got a couple of acoustic guitars. And there's only so much you can do with a couple of acoustic guitars. You can play, you know, uh, separate uh, separate positions and do that type of stuff. But once, how big of a sound did it become? How solidified did it become once you got those parts hammered out with YouTube on, on the on the actual rhythm section? Did it change the way that some of them sounded? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. It really did. Um, there was one song that we worked on, Better Way to Fly, and they, you know, as a drummer, there's a term called a train beat, and it's a... 
kind of uh-huh. thing. And uh, they wanted me to play a train beat on it. And I was like, I'm not hearing that. I'm kind of hearing, you know, kind of a laid back kind of two and four, a strong kind of feel on that. And we tried it both ways. And the two and four definitely worked better. And it, you know, diversified the music a little bit, you know, so that way we weren't mm-hmm. playing train beats the whole time. Um, yeah. You know, feels a big thing. And Jordan does a really good job at, uh, you know, feeling out a song and really placing where the notes need to be and everything. And I just follow along with him. You know, he's an amazing bass player. I wouldn't ask yeah. for anybody else to play with. So, yeah. And if you guys lock in, it kind of can change the dynamic of anything that's written. Um, and a lot of times as a songwriter, if you take, if you take something to the band and you have your melody in line, I mean, that generally doesn't change. But the dynamics of a song can change a ton by bringing it to the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a process now? Because, you know, I'm sure that a lot of these that you had are, you know, the four that you'd written and even more that you'd written in the past year or so kind of were solidified. But the process of bringing it to the group now, what does that look like compared to what it was the, the very first time you guys got together? And now what does it look like? Because I imagine at this point, you guys are probably, I don't know if you've recorded yet or if you're gearing up to record, but you're definitely solidifying your sound and doing those type of things. So has it changed from what it looked like then to what it looks like now? I don't think it has. Uh, usually it's it's Tyler has a concept for his song and me and Adam will just kind of fill it out, run through it, see what it sounds like. And then if it's something that he likes, we keep doing it. If not... We change it till it is. We're and always asking for input too. You yeah, know? that's that's just how we've done it, and it works really well. Yeah, just communicating with each other too, and just you know, I'll be back behind the drums going, "Is that okay? <laughs> is that all right?" <laughs> like, no, this is not ACDC. That's like, calm down back there. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, uh, I'll, I'll can you play softer? Can you just play a little softer? Yeah. We did have some fun when Jordan first joined the group because he came from a big honky-tonk group. And yep. he had some real powerful things to put behind some of these slower, sadder songs. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it sounds nice. It sounds a little exciting, but, you know, it was hard. It's was like we, aggressive as hell, bro. Can you calm it down? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing I've heard consistently in every group or audition I've went to is, you're really funky. I'm like, all right, well, I can turn it down. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't turn it down. Keep doing it. But yeah. we just, we've never heard anything like that. It's like, well, it's just who I am, I guess. We know that's Jordan is a professional at what he does. We, we don't ask him to change what he's doing. We just ask him to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Consider other people. I know. will say that is something that I've had to do as a musician in this group that I haven't had to do in any other group. But he does a really good job. Is of listen. Does. Well, like, <laughs> I guess it's it's just I've never been told, hey, like this is this is what we want to do. We want to do something different. That's the thing about this group and with recording and everything. We're extremely articulate mm. and in uh, dynamic. We're extremely dynamic. We come up in volumes. We change with certain choruses and all this other stuff. And it's it's pretty cool. It's something that I I haven't done a lot of with other groups. So I've definitely had to sit down as a musician and dial it back. Mm-hmm and pay more attention to what I'm doing. Well, a lot of times in, in situations like that, less less can be more. Yeah. You know, playing yeah. the right notes instead of overplaying. You know, you talk about playing a train, uh, that, that that syncopated rhythm. I mean, sometimes, like you said, it's it's too much for the song. You've got right. to kind of dial it back. Right, exactly. And, and play to the song. Um, and just like overplaying on a guitar. You know, I'm a guitar player. I want to play as many notes as I can. Then I go... Number one, that sounded like shit. Number two, I, <laughs> it would have sounded way better if I played a quarter of those notes and right. played the right notes. Um, so sometimes it's just, it's like you said, you got to lend yourself to 
the actual song. That's kind of tough as a musician sometimes, though, man. Yeah. It really is. It, it kind of is tough to dial back. You guys feel like you've, uh, have you guys figured out your sound or is it still evolving or where are you there? It's evolving. Yeah. That should always be, I, I hope that's always your answer. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I think just recently I've sort of associated, you know, the point of life where Tyler's at. Like we're, I mean, we're always changing every day as, as humans, but especially when you're in your 20s, like <laughs> I have songs that Tyler wrote a year ago that I have a hard time now wrapping my mind around how we would do them now because the new songs have a different energy, a different persona, a different... Where do you integrate them? Yeah, how do you integrate something that you're already... You've already grown grown you're, beyond it. You feel it. like you're past you're, it. Yeah. We're growing so quickly. It's like, but people need to hear those songs too. So we, we need to figure that out and and how do you integrate and and continue to grow too. Don't stop yourself from continuing that growth. So have you, yeah. uh, <clears throat> have you guys recorded... Have you got went like done studio recording and done anything like that, man? A ton, or what? Do you, what's what's going on with y'all as far as that process? We've been in the process of recording uh, a portion of Tyler's songs since June. September. Oh, September! You're being kind. September of last year. <laughs> <laughs> September, October. It's been. It hadn't been a year, but it's been every bit of seven or eight months. And we are really close. We have everything recorded now. We're down to mixing, mastering, and we've been doing it all ourselves. You just said they're really close. They're yeah. just down to mixing. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay, I, mixing I should say we're mixed. really, we're, when I say mixing, we're down to mixing like two of, of okay. the, where two songs are left for mixing. Everything else is pretty much wrapped up. So you, and you guys have been self-producing and self-engineering all that, that entire process? Yeah, Collie's Collie the brain the operation. Yep. So. Okay. How are your ears, man? Are your ears okay still? Did you get, did, do you have to walk away sometimes? So I've been working on it all this time. Tyler came over. I want to say it's the first time that he's done this, but last night he came over for yes. some of the mixing because we're on a really major song. And we spent every bit of 90 minutes working on 15 seconds of a song. Oh. And I told Tyler when he got out, I was like, go ahead and listen to it now. And he's like, this sounds great. It's mm. like, I'm glad you think that. I'm like, wait till about an hour and a half from now. And at the end of that, he's like, all right, let's go to the bar. <laughs> That's all I, I never want to hear this song again, number one, especially those 15 seconds. Oh, dude. It's yeah. like nothing I've ever committed to, but I would never give it up. Like, it, it's a, an honor. Project of love at this it, point. Huh? Oh, it, it sticks, sticks that way. Some days it's like, this is a total pain in the ass, but... It's worth it because it's. I feel really lucky to mix this guy's music and try so to help him bring his idea to life. Yeah, what's final product going to look like? Is this like a full full album EP? Album EP, some singles. I think it's nine songs. I think you'd call that an album. Yeah. Oh yeah. These yeah. days, that's a uh, two we're, albums. We're calling it <laughs> <an> album. <laughs> definitely two EPs. It's like three EPs actually. That's three. We're gonna we got. It's actually not an album. It's three EPs of three songs <laughs> each. Yeah. We're gonna release them. <laughs> have you guys decided how you're gonna release these? I think we have to keep in mind that we've never been a, a band like this. Have you ever put out albums before, Jordan or Adam? Either of you? Uh, I mean, none of us know how to do this. So if you want to tell us how, we'll <laughs> listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> three EP thing. If that's if that'll market no, better, dude. if we'll get better sales, like I don't, you, we don't know. But just, it seems I, we will say it seems like more people are going to EPs, EPs. or singles, yeah. you know, instead of releasing everything mm -hmm. at once, kind of stretching it out, promoting each. Uh, and especially because what does promoting a single cost you these days? Nothing. Absolutely I mean, with nothing. With Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Instagram and everything absolutely else. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So yeah. why not? I mean, it, my, my thing is like, 
why are any of these nine songs more special than the other? I'm sure you all have the one that you're like, this is our favorite off this thing. This just hits us all different. Mm-hmm. Or you have four different songs that are all your favorite because, you know, everybody thinks, but, you know, you almost feel robbed when you I release might break nine. the band up, man, when they're trying to decide <laughs> which you want to release first. <laughs> nah, nah, I won't do it. <laughs> That'd be a tough decision. You never know. Might be easy. Do you have a target date? Yeah, yeah, it was, I think, roughly January of this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's past due, huh? So how, how, are you down to like two songs left of mixing? Yeah, and we have, uh, I said we're done recording, but we did decide we want some supplemental things. So mm-hmm. we, we got a couple guys coming in to, to wrap that up this week. Oh, sweet. We really are so, so close. It's, it's awesome. just a matter of the time and the day more than anything, really, to, All right, to so wrap it up. The mastering process, are you going to hand that off? I tried it on the first several songs. I think I did an okay job. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I decided you can learn anything on YouTube. Dude, I, I can now almost consider myself a certified mechanic because of YouTube. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say certified at mastering. I was like, we're going to hire Neil no, for dude. PR and for mastering. If you want to hand him that stuff, let him mess with it. I, I just do this. I'm good at this right here. Hey, I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to give it a shot. And you know, you guys can use it or not use it. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Maybe we should sit down sometime and do that. That would be a good time. You're here. Yep. You're here now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners that they want to follow you a little more closely, uh, how do they do that? Where are you on the socials, and where will they be able to find your music when you get this project done? And what can they find now? And well, right now we just have Facebook and Instagram, social medias, and you know we post on those regularly. But they're mostly just like where we're going to be playing this weekend or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have going on right now as far as playing? Uh, next week, next Saturday in E-Town, we're, like, they have the Cruising the Heartlands big car show thing. We're playing down downtown E-Town next oh, week. Oh, sweet. So we, this this podcast will actually come out on August 13th. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh-oh. Good luck. Maybe <laughs> by the uh, Maybe by the time that this airs, we'll have a release date and, you know, an Ooh. album release show and... Whenever you share it, you know. We'll share that. It can be just like those TV shows where you've watched somebody's whole life, and then at the end, they're like, now Sherry is doing great at her donut bakery. Y'all can be like, now the Hill Figs. Now you can listen to Have announced their album will come out on. (laughs) That'd be awesome, man. We'd love to announce that. That'd be cool. And that would mean you're done with it. So that's even better for you guys. Yes. So we're going to go out with uh, Same Planet, Different World. Tell us a little bit about that one. You know, the the story behind it kind of, uh, like all, I, t- I say this all the time, but all my songs, you know, it's they just say, please love me, you know? Mm-hmm. So they all, well. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was talking to this girl that was on a different shift than I was, and so we were, you know, whenever I was at work, she was at home. Whenever I was at home, she was at work. So we, we tried that for a while. It might have been a great relationship, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Later on, for sure. Yeah. Later on, for sure. The honeymoon stage is over, you know. That's where that song came from. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate you guys joining us and talking with us for a little bit. And we're going to have you guys stick around and record some one-shots. So we're going to have some fun. Cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank absolutely. This is really Thank cool. Huge thanks, yeah. And here we are. Same planet, different world.
Tiki ballroom I was doing my best For what I came here to do Trying to hold up a wall So we don't fall down I was drunker than hell And it was getting early The last I recall It was too damn dirty And everyone was heading outside For a smoke or two We couldn't make it through the alcohol So we held our arms and did our best to talk And we danced the rest of the night To the songs they played He said something that I can never forget About how I'm just a child and I ain't grown yet you made my life just to hear you talk But you broke my heart before you walked away Said that I ain't your lover Or the old friend When tonight is over I will never ever see you again It ain't it a tragedy How this has to end We'll go back to Our own worlds in the morning Here on earth, you ever want to try to 